the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 203, recorded February 15th, 2024. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. Joining me, as always, is... Well, I am Michael Diaz. I must be the other half. <laughs> I think I am. I hope so. Sure. I hope so. After 203 episodes, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Well, you know. Some people it takes longer. That's and, true. I, and, I took. I was into kindergarten twice, so not always quick on the uptake. <laughs> it's a true story, by the way. Really? We'll get into that some other time. Yes. Uh, did you have a good Punchki day, Michael? I know that's half your heritage, right? Punchki. Punchki. Yes. I thought it was Punchki. Sorry. It's more of an oh, but yes. Uh, Punchki, okay. which is uh, yeah, I find, I only had one. That's what, 5,000 calories? It's like one. Something like that. Because I saved the other one for the next day. Oh, you can't because you only have one Fat Tuesday. Uh, I had Fat Wednesday. I am not a Catholic anymore. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> he only picks the good things, so it's pull the punchy day. That's my know. cultural heritage. I don't know if that's actually in scripture. Eat this no, one that's not. Okay. That's... I don't, uh, first off, I don't think Jesus was Polish. Um, I won't even go <laughs> anywhere near. Wow. Off the rails already. Off the rails. So what's going on? What's what's going on in the news? Let's jump right in. Uh, this one's a little bit old because uh, we did not record last week, but I did want to touch base on the fact that Millie Alcock has been cast as Supergirl for the Supergirl movie that is coming out. So sorry, Sasha Kelly or whatever her name was, Kelly, Kay. Kelly, sure. the Supergirl who was in The Flash. Which, Which she was great. She was, I mean, obviously it was a small role. Uh, she was fantastic. I wanted, to, I wanted to see more. And unfortunately, we're not going to. And I, I get it. It's the whole, you know, Peter Safran's, you know, um, James Gunn, uh, the rebooting. So they're basically washing away everything that wasn't theirs before. So, sorry, Sasha. It's Millie. And for those that don't know her, she played the young Targaryen in game in uh, House of Targaryen. Correct, the queen, no. the young game, queen. Well, yes, but yes, uh, on uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Yes, yeah, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, she played the young queen, the young version of the queen. Yes, and she was pretty badass in that. She was badass, and I, I think that's where Gunn said he first really took notice of her. Um, Hard not to. Yeah, she was fantastic. Um, I was, I was. She looked twelve, but she's like twenty three or twenty four or something like that. Right. Well, that's the thing. She was fantastic in that. Also, like I wanted to see more, but the character had aged on ten years or whatever it was, so uh, we weren't going to see her again. So now seeing her, Supergirl, good for her. Good for her. 
Now, is, is she cast in the new Superman movie? That I don't know. From what I understand, she's cast as Supergirl for the Supergirl film that's based on that comic I wrote. I read a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you wrote? Is that what you just said? Michael just said I, that. I said right? wrote, but I said I tried uh-huh. to correct myself. Read. Uh-huh. I did not write that comic book. You, you got to um, watch Michael. He'll take credit for things. <laughs> I would not be surprised, though, if she didn't make a cameo. Right? At the end, you know, do the Marvel thing. Exactly. So that'll be cool. So I, the next piece of news, I mean, I watched it. I, I I think most people watched it in the Marvel world. And that's the, uh, the Deadpool trailer. And I think Michael's been talking about this for quite some time on how he will, of course, Michael reads what a lot of people say. So I don't know if it was his idea or not, but he'll tr- take credit. Uh, it looks like there's definitely going to play with the, the, the timeline and somehow bring the 616 back, maybe. Or wipe it out and put something else in its place. Yeah, or that. I mean, it's the TVAs involved. Exactly. So you know he's dimension hopping or reality hopping, however you want to put it. I love that Deadpool thinks he's the MCU Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Deadpool, right? It's exactly what we want. I love the fact that even though he's in the title and is a co-star, we still didn't get a good look at Wolverine. Yeah, for what reason? We all know he's in there. Why? Well, I suspect, just based on what we've seen already, is that this is not the Wolverine from the X-Men universe we're used to. Well, this no, no one said it was. I don't know if anybody thinks that will be that. Well, you never know. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but there was a surprise at the end of the Marvels as to a certain character showing up. So, Yeah, I, you know, well, there, there's so many things that could happen in this movie. Um, will Loki be in it since the TVA is in it and show him holding the tree together? Does, it would he make sense. In, does he go in and destroy Loki and free Loki, maybe? Get him out of that, that tree? Well, okay. So, yes, Loki's out there now, and he's helping make sure that, you know. Well, he's trapped. By choice. Mm-hmm. He's basically the, the engine now for the entire, you know, world tree. But just because the TVA is not going out there pruning timelines... Some timeline, some timelines, I think, are still going to be dying. Still some going to what? Be dying. I think some I'll be dying, dying. Because it's a tree, right? And I think what it is, as we've already seen, um, everything when it's pruned, when you hit one of those sticks, or your timeline is pruned, you're not necessarily gone from existence. You end up outside of time, right? Which now would probably be at the base of. Yidrasil, that you know, the the tree of uh, life, the world tree, and I think that is then used. You've got the giant smoke monster dog thing, dragon that eats everything up. I think that is part of the whole process that some of these realities die and give forth and create new worlds and new realities, and I think we'll see that in this movie. Well, it's clearly they're going to reboot something. Not a reboot, but set up uh, something. 
if they oh, listen, <laughs> if they don't if they don't take the opportunity for him to see the celestial, <laughs> that's a big miss. The celestial that uh, appeared at the end of uh, Eternals. Eternals, thank you. Yeah, which I I didn't write they that. Still have hardly referenced. Still, I haven't referenced at all. What do you mean, Harley? No, there was a reference um, in uh, She-Hulk when the same when they showed Wolverine. Yeah, it doesn't count. It was in a newspaper. That's the only reference they've made so far. True. True. And now the trailer was awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I think this, I think, is going to reignite uh, the fans' passion for the MCU. It's the only movie they're putting out this year, so they should be, you know, marketing the hell out of it. Because if they don't get turnout, it will do well. I mean, it's going to do well. I think they're set. That trailer was awesome. It's hilarious. It's it's our movie, and they do have four movies coming out in twenty twenty five. So there is that. For now, we don't know. For now, for now, there's lawsuits. There's all kind of shit happening. Who's playing? Well, speaking what? of which, I know. I know I actually have something else in the news, but talking about movies coming out in 2025, we might as well talk about the big news this week. Well, which one? What do you mean? The Fantastic Four has been cast coming out in 2025. That's going to be later. We're going to talk about that as part of our main. Yeah, but it's still the news. It It is news. And yes, it's coming out, uh, but it's coming out after uh, it switched places with um, Thunderbolts. So Thunderbolts is actually coming out first. I'm okay with that. And they showed the cast of that as well. Again, I'm okay with that. We got um, Kurt Russell's kid in Thunderbolts. We got... Uh, Which we knew. But I didn't think the Russian... What's his, David, what's his name? Yeah, they announced him like a year ago. That he was going to be in it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I missed that announcement. The only thing that's really changed is um, Stephen Yeun was never confirmed, but it was long believed he was going to be in it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, rumor was he was going to play the Sentry. And then, um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but the the young woman uh, from The Bear that plays the uh, sous, sous chef. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah. She was supposed to be in it and has already backed out. Wow. Well, okay. Other than that, the main people that we've already seen, you know, Taskmaster, uh, the, new, the new Black Widow, Red Guardian, Obviously, uh, Winter Soldier. And Elaine Bennett. And Elaine Bennett. <laughs> we'll be in it. It'd be great if they f- threw in uh, Jerry Seinfeld and just had like all these little cameos. Those characters in there. Why not? Maybe. Maybe. Why not? We will talk uh, Fantastic Four. Do you want to go over the pa- the uh, at least the cast and then we can jump to that later? Yeah. Yeah. So... We've got Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and Eben Moss. Is it Backrack? Is that how you say his name? Sure. Works for me. Now, for those that don't know who he is, he's uh, in Andor, plays a great character in that, but he's also in The That's Bear. That's the one you went with? Andor? Well, of course you bury the lead. Everybody knows The Bear. Nobody knows him from Andor. Sort of few yes, people. they do. Yes, they do. He's a, he's a pivotal character from Andor. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but he's not as pivotal as he is in um, the bear. There you go. I was going to say, uh, there's a movie out with uh, on Netflix that he's in with. Um, oh my gosh, Jennifer Lawrence. 
Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, he's got a bit role. He's in it. I know. That's why it would have been funny, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Oh, you're just not witty enough, Joe. No, it's not about wit. It's about memory. (laughs) I I haven't taken the Prevagen in in a while. (laughs) But yeah, we'll talk more about that cast in a little bit. Right. The next one's interesting. Why don't you bring that to life there? I just watched it, so thank you for putting that in there. Yeah, no problem. The official trailer for X-Men 97 is out. So for those of you that are uh, fans of the show from 97, the cartoon that was on Fox Animation. is back. Yep, it's back. Animated. It's it's animated again to look like it came out in 97. Um, it debuts uh, March 20th on Disney+. Plus. Now, can you tell me if the old ones are on Disney+. Plus? I, I don't think they I don't, are I don't think yet. Really watch those. I don't think they're there yet, but I think they will be. Why wouldn't you? Hmm. I, I've, I've never watched. Did you watch that series? Yeah, I don't know that I watched them all, but I watched enough to know that uh, one of my favorite X Men at the time, um, Bishop, he showed up. I love Bishop, so I I, I don't remember them super well. But I did watch a fair number of them, and it was. But they had narratives, like like yeah. like not just one episode narratives. They had like through lines, did they not? Yeah, yeah. When Bishop showed up, it wasn't like he showed up one episode. I thought it was a couple three episodes to get through his whole story. Cool. I mean, I, I think I have to go back and watch them. Like I said, they're fantastic. Uh, I will. I love this show. I don't know. I'm not the same person I was back in '97. And I shouldn't be. Are you not? Been, are you sure? It's been 27 years, so. Uh-huh. But mentally. Know, mentally, I'm not that different. Right. But. Guys don't do that. They We get to a certain point and we just stop. <laughs> well, this next one, Joe. If, if we didn't stop, I wouldn't have fucking an action figure back there on the wall. I wouldn't have, like, come on. We don't stop. True. So. You're excited about this next one, I'm assuming, Joe? Let's just say for this next one, I'm super happy that I work for a cannabis company. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're not excited about Star Trek Discovery debuting on April 4th on Paramount Plus? No. About as excited as you are for uh, Halo Season 2. Oh, yeah. Not at all. So you're not going to watch this final season, even though you've no. I will watch it because of this show, and and you know my dedication to this show. Unlike Michael, who just refuses to watch Daredevil season three, refuses to watch anything that's actually good, but then he'll watch like <laughs> shit stuff and say that it's worth it for the show. So yes, I will watch it. I just actually like, like just Star just like I watched season one and two of Picard, unfortunately, yeah, but was redeemed with season three. I got burned on that too. So you're not alone there, Joe. No. I like Discovery. Um, I'm actually bummed they're canceling it, but I'm not. I, I know. I know. I, I admit I didn't love, I mean, first season, I was not a huge fan. Second season, I thought it really hit its stride. It was Third, the best one. Yeah. Second season was definitely the best. Third, all right. Four, not as good. Uh, so it has had diminishing returns, even for me, a Trekkie. But, They've been given enough time to know that this was their final season. 
I hopefully wrap things up in a nice bow. Yeah, I think Star Trek needs something. I don't know what it is, but they need something. Now they've they've announced two up two movies. I mean, they definitely need a kickstart. Not that Star Wars doesn't, but they definitely need a kickstart. You know, the kickstart would be great if they just went ahead and already announced Star Trek Legacy, but they're not going to because Paramount's being shopped around, right? They're not going to spend that kind of money to get a new big show off the ground because they're trying to sell the Warner Brothers or Disney or whoever else or some private equity company. They're trying to just make money. So unfortunately, I don't know that we're going to see Star Trek Legacy, and that's a bummer because we should. We'll find out. You never know. You never know. What's next? Uh, well, I skipped one, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit this one real quick. Uh, we had kind of skipped it because we were talking about Deadpool and went down to Fantastic Four. But right. for those of you that are into comics, Amalgam Comics is coming back to print. I know you're excited, Joe. You have no idea what it is, do you? Zero. So back in the 90s, um, there was a comic book series called Marvel vs. DC or DC vs. Marvel. Well, there was a giant battle. Two issues were published between Marvel would publish an issue, DC would publish an issue. And there was this big battle between the Avengers and the Justice League. And it was about, you know, which, which reality is going to exist. And boom, boom, boom. And they actually stopped production. Uh, for a little bit, like stopped the miniseries, and they had like these twelve issues come out, which was called Amalgam Comics, where they had characters like uh, Spider Boy, right, which was like an amalgamation of Spider Man and Superboy, or they had Super Soldier, which was like, uh, you know, it was kind of like Superman, but instead his capsule landed on Earth, and. Uh, no one was inside, but they used the technology inside of it to create a super soldier serum. And that's how And they gave it to Steve Rogers and yada, yada, yada. So he was this mismatch of Superman and Captain America. And then one of the worst ones, though, was Dark Claw or something like that, which was a mix between uh, Batman and Wolverine. That one wasn't so great. <laughs> but they did a whole 12 I issue. Why they cho- I can see why they chose both those characters, though, to, to mishmash. Well, yeah, I mean, Batman was their most popular character on DC's side, and Wolverine was the Marvel most popular character. So, of course, you take the two best things ever. Well, they're they're both fairly angry people, too. True, true. So they did 12 issues of that, like, and they even had, like, editor's notes and stuff, like, as seen issue once, you know, like, like there was a huge 60-year history of comics. So what are they going to come up with? Here, what are they? Are they doing that same kind of thing, or are they bringing the characters they created prior back to? They're the, just repeat. They're reprinting them. That's all. Oh, they're so reprinting. They did twelve issues, twelve standalone issues, a little bit longer than an average comic book. Um, but they've been out of print because, like I said, both Marvel and DC own the rights, and they've been kind of button heads for a few years now. But I guess they decided they both like money, and <laughs> they've gotten together and they're going to put them out as collections. So if you have the original comics, cool. If you don't, you can now buy a, you know, a collection, a trade paperback that has all 12 issues. And then uh, like a year or two later, they did like another 12 issues. Um, so they're gonna, I, I believe they're going to do two different collections, collecting all the Amalgam comics. So I thought it was cool because I remember when it happened. 
All right. Well, I'll look at it when it comes out, but I probably won't be buying any of it. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's it's fun. I don't know. But they weren't always the best. Like like I said, that Batman slash Wolverine, whatever. It was fine. Some of them were a lot of fun, though. Anyway, I'll shut up. No, it's going to have to shut up. I'll tell you when to shut up, goddammit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have the final season of the Umbrella Academy. I, I, you know what? I got to admit, I had I didn't watch last season. I need oh. to. I like the show. Like I, I don't know how I we had so much going on. I think I just totally blanked. I will say this. You know, Shaley and I watched the first season. Great. It was fun. Yeah, I liked the first season. I liked it. I liked the second season that much more. And I, I was like, I don't know how they're going to top it. The third season, season even better yet. So, do you think I it's don't better know, than Daredevil season three? I can't say because I haven't seen Daredevil season three, <laughs> but I suspect it is. Well, you can. I'll, I'll, I'll be the decider of that. I can suspect. Doesn't mean it's true. But yeah, for for me. I thought this is one of those rare series that each season in gets better and better. So I'm not saying that makes makes same cast, right? Same exact cast. And I won't say anything because you haven't seen it, but season three ends on another cliffhanger. Kind of like how season one did. Season one ends and you're like, what, where are they? And then they ended up right where they ended up. Okay. Well, no, I saw season two, so. And then, well, oh, you saw that's when it really ended up in the 60s. and Yeah. Season yeah. two. Yeah. But I didn't watch season, season three. I won't, like I said, I won't mention season three, but season two, they end up someplace else, and it's another cliffhanger ending at the end of season two, and you're like, what? Got Same it. thing happens in season three. It's another cliffhanger where they're obviously in another timeline or something, and something's distorted, and how are they going to how are they going to manage with this? So I, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great show. It is a great show. And, um, you know, you, speaking of Netflix, uh, I think, and I'm not sure that they are preparing Arcane season two. Oh, you love that show. Dude, that was probably the best animated um, expression I've seen in 15, 20 years. It's high praise. It's it is literally top top ten in the last five years of anything I've seen. It's that good. It's that good of a series. From animation, story, character, um, I don't know shit about League of Legends, and it doesn't even matter. It makes no it doesn't, you know. Um I mean allegedly right, you were this, hooked no matter what. Oh, it was so good. And and uh I think sometime November season two is coming out, but Man, do I recommend that for especially if you were somebody who likes art just in general, art, the drawing, it, it's it's just so good. The character, like, I may have to watch it again. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, but man, it is super, super good. You should watch it again before season two. I will. So you should watch it before season two as well. After uh, maybe Terrible I should check it out. You know, I've got time. I'm not watching uh, Halo two <laughs> or Halo second season of Halo. Sorry, I'm gonna. In fact, that it's already out today. It comes out today. The whole season? Did they put the whole season at once? No. No. Episode, no. It came out last week, Joe. I thought it started today and Thursday. Was last it last week. Thursday? Uh, okay. I thought it was Thursday after the Super Bowl. 
I was so flustered for the Lions that I just didn't know what was happening with time and space. That's fair. That's fair. I'll allow it. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, and then in small news, like it's not, uh, you know, out there yet, but there's a rumor saying the Acolyte will be, Star Wars the Acolyte will be released summer 2024. So, of course, I'm really looking forward to that. Hey, I so am I. It's just, I, I'd like to see a trailer first. Well, of course. It's just a rumor, but uh, the thing that intrigues me is I have, there's no baggage to this. So we don't, we, we're not bringing the same things you're bringing to an Obi-Wan or whatever. It's yeah, it's tor- this is a totally it's just we don't even know anything about this. So I, I, the only person that could be in it would be Yoda, who is in the books prior the High Republic. You know me, I, I prefer I prefer the Empire. I prefer the Sith. This is right in my wheel well. So wheel let's well, see if wheel that house. happens. Wheelhouse, wheel well, whatever. Whatever. All right. Well, that's it for our news. Unless Michael, you got anything last second? No, that's all I got. Fantastic. Why don't you talk about your geek this week? So I got a couple. Um, this one is a little bit more uh, self-promotional. Uh, uh, I have now launched a new website called Our Geek This Week. It's my blog. Trademarked. Trademark. Well, I don't know if it's trademarked. Maybe <laughs> I should. <laughs> you just write so, a team on it and it's trademarked. <laughs> no, no, seriously. That is, the, that's, that is what you do. Do what? You put the TM on yourself and you mark the date you trademark it. When you want to pay to get it trademarked, it's, that's when you get the R, the registered oh. symbol. TM is you put it yourself with a date. So you can say if it ever came up in legal terms, you say, yes, I created this on this date. Here's my trademark date. You get it notarized, a notary. Okay, they signed it. And then now it's trademarked. Now, if you want to register it, in, whether it's a local, national, global, that's when you pay. <laughs> gotcha. That's good to know. We'll it talk more cool. about that offline because I would be interested in that. Because yeah. marketing, Kyber, man. Kybercast is trademarked. Well, there you go. Yeah. There is another Kybercast out there, by the way, that came out before us. But yours they're, is trademarked. They're in Korea. I thought they were in South America. Uh, I thought it was Korea. It doesn't matter. Some guy named Kim Young Yoon. I don't know who's running it. Kim Jong Yoon. I don't know what his name is. I did see they had there was a podcast for a while on Apple. It was called the Kybercast. It was all in Spanish. Oh, great! That was that was a couple of years ago. I don't know if it still is. Anyhow, more importantly, so for our geek this week, my geek this week is our geek this week this dot com. Like I said, it's it's a blog. Uh, I pimp not only the Kybercast that we do here, but it's uh it's it's a personal web page where I, I post my personal writings. I've written some nonfiction pieces. Uh, but also like my takes on you know, movies, um, books, um, TV shows. Uh, the main gist is like uh, I did like you know the year in 2023, like movies, t- TV, film, that kind of stuff. Movies, wait, movies is film. Movies, music, film, that kind of stuff. Technically, uh, there's no film, so you're all right. What's that? T- technically, nobody's using film, so it's all right. Okay, some people are using film still. Pretty rare. Yeah. But the point is, it's my website. Uh, I own it. I, I post on it. It's just me to 
it's another geek outlet for me because apparently talking an hour or so every week with Joe is not enough of a geek outlet. Michael's tired of the iron fist that I rule the chiropractor <laughs> and not, not let him, you know, express himself freely on the show. And, you know, you guys don't know the backstories that we argue and uh, I, I won't let him say things because, you know. <laughs> That's exactly it. I just feel so constrained here, Joe. Um, and also it's a place where I, I pimp my our geek this week videos those that terribly shot and awful video series of mine where i open up boxes of comic books and talk about why i want to read them there you go well that's cool man good for you it's fun to have all that stuff out there it's fun to to kind of like create a, a world of your own and, and and do that thing that's that was the joy of this podcast as well as just kind of the creation which i love this podcast but apparently i need to pimp it and other things at the same time it's okay. You're not spread thin enough yet. Not yet, but soon. I hear you. Um, so my geek this week, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I didn't write it down first, but I, I, I did watch the Eternals again. It happened Why? to be on. It was on. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it another try. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I not fell a asleep. endorsement. <laughs> no. Um, but I thought uh, I want once in a while I want to start the Marvel thing again, and I'm watched uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, the first two that came out within I think months of each other, uh, if I believe back in the day. Iron Man was first, and then the Incredible Hulk uh, right afterwards. And, Do they hold up? Oh yeah, well Iron Man holds up for sure. I mean it's it's, it's good. It's perfectly written and edited. It's it's just a great superhero movie. The Hulk, or the Incredible Hulk, is good. It's better. I watched it, and it just didn't seem as bad when I first saw it. It feels better now for some reason. Um, it's a shame that it wasn't Mark Ruffalo, because it is a very dark, you know, and there's some things in the in there that are like, it's based on heart rate rather than anger, which was, I don't know about that. So, like, if you're jogging and your heart rate is 150, he can't stop from turning into the Hulk. Like, that's weird. It doesn't... I think part of it was that when you get angry, your heart rate usually goes up. It does, but not, but not, not because of anger. Right. I mean, your heart rate can go up for like you know, like he can't sleep with Betty Ross. Like I can't, my heart rate will go up. Uh, okay, but you're not angry. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear Maybe you. He gets was, angry. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of personal. I don't know if he gets angry when that. <laughs> that was a, a callback though to the original. Uh, not the original from the TV no, show. The TV the show. They did a lot of stuff in the TV. A lot of lot of shots from the TV show, like angles showing the face, and they even had the music when he was walking yes. in the ring. Da, 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 da. That was in there. The sad piano. Uh, the sad piano. Lou Ferrigno in there as well. Uh, yeah. Cameo. Uh, they even got Bill Bixby to cameo. It, it, I don't remember seeing him in it. There is. Uh, when he gets back to his uh, apartment in the favela there, uh, he turns on the TV and... Courtship uh, of Eddie's father? Was yep, that? that's on okay, the TV. That. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he was dead when they shot this. But, yes. Um, what made me think about it, though, was the, the character of Betty. Like, why did they bring that character? It didn't have to be her. But, like, let's say, like, um, instead of Black Widow in the Avengers, what if Black Riddle brought Betty in to help him get him out, you know, to talk to him? 
Well, that, I, would been, that would have been cool. You know, Liv Tyler's in the new Captain America movie, right? No. Yes, she's. She, is Betty she's, no, I didn't know that. Thank yes. you. Yes. So I hope I didn't spoil anything for you, but that that casting was made a long time ago. They announced that a long time ago. She's back. Oh, oh good. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously Harrison Ford's Ford, Thunderbolt right. Ross instead now. Because they shot, do they shoot that yet? Because you know he's getting up there. Yeah, it's already well. It's been it's being shot. Whether or not it's complete. How old is Harrison Ford? Is he younger than our possible presidents? <laughs> No, sick. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's 80, 81 now. Harrison is? Yeah. God damn. Better shape than I am. Better looking too. Well, that goes for both of us. Goes without saying. Um, so I watched I watched that again, and then I watched uh while doing some things, I watched the uh Obi-Wan series again. Start to finish. Of course. Um Enjoyed it. It's much better when you watch it as a whole. I can tell you that. Much, much better. You know, that makes sense because it. it was originally conceived as a film. Yeah. And then they said, you know what? Let's put it out as a miniseries. Yeah. And it, the way they chopped it was weird. So it's much better to watch it all in one. Uh, so, yeah. that's And oh, then the last God. thing, I, since we moved back, I finally dug out my Switch, got it, my Nintendo Switch, got it... Uh, Back charged and I played Atari Adventure based on. Oh, you were just talking we about that. About, you know, we were talking about it last week. I'm like, oh, I got to get that bound. It has, you know, because I had the Atari. I bought the Atari pack that was on there for like 10 bucks or whatever. And it has the cart games uh, on the Switch. So you can just play it on that. So, and awesome. there I was cussing at it like I did when I was a kid because it's not an easy game if you play it on hard. It's just not. It's been 40 years and you're not any better, are you? Nope. <laughs> not even close so yeah that's my geek this week fairly awesome. fairly full one you had more than i did this week that's yeah. not the standard that is not the standard um but if you want the standard maybe people can check out our patreon page see that that was a, uh, a segue, joe it's a segue. If you'd like to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast and see how you can donate to uh help the show run a little smoother um so again that's patreon.com slash kybercast and that takes us to our main topics of the show the first one let's let's do let's do marvel's review first as you have it written in there it's been a good month since i've seen it so hopefully i've forgotten enough um (laughs) and i'll 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 let you Lead the uh, since you it's fresh and you must have you watched what within the last three days, yeah. We watched it, I think, uh, two nights ago. Got you, so it's much more fresh in your mind. Um, yes, and I'm is. sure Michael will be much more positive than I am. Well, okay, I will start from that position, yes. Um, as many a listener probably realizes, there are many times where Joe and I butt heads, there are no. times when we agree, no question, but you know. When it comes to things like Star Trek Discovery, we disagree. That's fine. So I actually went into... This is why Michael started our geek this week, because he was tired of me again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I want my opinion and my opinion only. Exactly. Um, So that being said, I actually went into the Marvels thinking, 
Joe did not like it. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to really like it. (laughs) (laughs) That was how I went into it. Right. How did you come out of it? Let's let's be positive, okay? Let's talk about first what's good about the film. It's not super long like most Marvel films. <laughs> Thank God. It's not three hours, three hours, 15 minutes. It's not two and a half hours. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. It's It clips along and then it does what it needs to do. Right. Maybe not well, but it does it. And it's in and it's out in just under two hours. I appreciated that. That's one good thing. (laughs) The second good thing. The cast is good together. I still like, I mean, I don't remember her name. Let me go on the record. I'm not blaming any actors here. No, nor am I. Nor am I. Um, Brie Larson. She's fine. She's fine. Um, but she didn't... Oh, go ahead, I'll let you finish. I'm just saying, so you've got the characters of Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Uh, you've got... Who I thought was going to be called Photon, but they never actually gave her a name. Because she's Photon in the comics, but they just keep calling her Monica Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> she's fine, too. Not, not even fine. They're all good. They're good at what they are given. Okay. The actors, you mean? Or are you talking the about actors, the yes. The actors are good with what they've been given. Yeah, it's not the actors. They actually seem like they get along. The, the formation of their little team, while how it happens is definitely strained and far-fetched, even for a comic book, they pull it off. So I enjoyed those aspects. There is, it's lighter than most Marvel films. It's more fun than most Marvel films. But, Jesus Christ, if there is ever, ever a film that was creatively decided upon by suits and by a committee, that is this movie. I don't even know if they even put the time to do that. It, I don't even know how this is a Kevin Feige thing. I really, really don't. I I can't believe that he did anything to do with it. And Or this is actually I thought I had. I wonder if they just said, we can't, you know, they got so far down the road because, you know, this is a COVID film. They started filming with all those COVID restrictions and they, you can tell because it is very, very soundstaged, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that every, I mean, it's space. I get that. And they're, they're on spaceships a lot. Soundstages are going to happen. You saw that in the third Guardians of the Galaxy film. But whenever possible, yes, they were in like actual locations. I, I get that the whole nowhere, that was one huge soundstage. Okay, fine, it's going to happen. But this one was so plasticky feeling. It's just, I don't know, it's just. Look, for these kind of movies to work, the number one thing that has to work first, regardless of the superhero, is the villain. Yes. And this villain, this villain is terrible. Darn Ben. A waste of time. She's not even a caricature. No. The, the biggest problem is, the, my biggest problem, A, villain, B, you had one of the most powerful 
superheroes in the Marvel universe. And I, I don't know what's happening with Marvel, but boy, they are stripping powers away. It's like Captain Marvel blew up a fucking spaceship and almost beat Thanos. And she's getting beat by this piece of shit villain. That's no different than, in my opinion, who was the first villain in Guardians that had the same basically weapon? Oh, the uh, Ronan, the accuser. Ronan, yeah. She is a inferior version of that. Right. That's what it was, though. She's, I mean, she's just, Lee Pace was great. Is like 6'6". Right. And, I mean, he's on what? On Foundation? Yeah. On the Apple show? Yep, I have to watch second season. He's freaking huge. So him in that get up with the giant fucking hammer, he looks imposing because no matter who he's going to stand next to on screen, he's going to tower over them. Right. I'm not saying you had to get someone like this, but getting a very short woman of color, it just, I I don't know. And it's nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman of color. It's just, she's not imposing looking. She kind of snarls a lot. Like I, I expected her to twist her mustache, but she didn't have one. Right. As I was saying earlier, this is clearly a COVID movie. And I think they just, at some point saw what they had and obviously did plenty of reshoots and tried. And this movie, I believe was retooled and reshot within an inch of its life. The movie we saw was not the movie that was filmed and they got so far into it. They realized this is fucked. We're just going to release it as is and call it good. Maybe, but it didn't do them any favors because a, you've also like destroyed. It was, uh, what was it's uh it was prior to what was the TV show that was just out that had um oh my god why why can't I think of anything right now private jet people gotta take it yeah right um Samuel L Jackson his character why can't I think of Secret Invasion Nick Fury Nick Fury so this takes place prior to Secret Invasion does it well otherwise. He's a totally different character. That's the thing. So I, in my notes here, I have right here. Uh, where was it? Uh, yeah. Completely ignore Secret Invasion. I think it took place beforehand. I, it's the only thing that, it's the only thing I can think of. I don't know that it makes it better. Or if it makes it better, but at least helps a little bit. But like he was boring. Like he's one of the best characters that's a thread through that. And he was boring. I agree. I mean, what? I want to go back to something you said. Captain Marvel. I really enjoyed that first movie. I, I did too. A movie. And it, the whole kind of like premise of you get back up, you get knocked down, you get back up. Right. And that's what she does. Now. And I like Brie Larson's, the way she handles, like, she has a certain, um, it's kind of the look that she gives Thor at the, you know, when, where, where he goes, I like this one. Like, it was the end of, it was a, and cut scene at the end of of I can't remember Endgame. what movie it was the was it end yeah Endgame no not Endgame yeah. of Infinity War okay it was the cut scene from Infinity War not Endgame no 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 it wasn't it was um because remember uh, she was not in Infinity War because no. at the end Fury was texting her and then he disappeared right 
So what was it? Sure. What was it between Infinity? Was it uh, Ant Man and the Wasp? No, no, it was Captain Marvel, wasn't it? Was it the end? Was it? I don't remember now. Well, Maybe it was. Ahead. Now we're like old men. Just what movie came out? Well, anyways, you know what I'm talking about. The way she handles herself and the way she has like a little bit of of quickness and quippiness, if that's yes. a word, uh, just didn't feel right in this movie. Nothing felt right. Timing felt off. Nothing felt. Everything just felt off. Well, um, and and some of it just damn annoying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I disliked it as much as you. Maybe we liked it the same amount. I don't know, but. It's like you said, the first movie, it's fantastic. They got that theme. You keep getting up. You fight. You keep going. And she does. And she regains a little bit of who she is. She fights to get a piece of herself back. And then, yeah, at the end, she's like, I'm going to go fucking kill the uh, Supreme Intelligence. So they shoehorn the Monica Rambo and the Miss Marvel stuff into this. They could have made a movie out of the, the premise of, Yes, she killed the Supreme Intelligence, and now that has totally fucked up the Kree Empire. It, it fucked up their world. And now she has to pay for that knee-jerk consequence. And there could have been all this pathos, and she could have grown as a character. And we could have seen a bit about, you know, why was she gone for 30 years? Right. So it's a missed opportunity. Instead, she just stayed away 30 years because she felt bad for... You know, when she killed the Supreme Intelligence, they went through their civil war and she fucked up their planet and people were dying and a lot of innocent people. And I get that's why Darben is upset, even though she's a one note character. But then you also shoehorn in, oh, Monica Rambo and Miss Marvel, we all get connected because of our light based powers. Right, right. Like, it's too much. Like, there are some fun ideas, but they're just poorly executed in relation to all that's going on. Like even, even the singing planet. Okay. Something, it, it just was so out of step with the rest. Yeah, of the I, I, I couldn't even, I was like, oh, really? What am I watching? Shaley just looked at me. She was like, what is this? This is terrible. Now that could have worked somewhere else that the singing movie, I could see that working in a James Gunn film. Yeah, possibly. Admittedly, it's not the easiest to pull off, but it could work in a way. But it seems way out of place in this film. So, I don't know. I I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I I don't know what this story was supposed to be. This is definitely, in my opinion, probably the worst of the Marvel films. Like it's definitely there. I mean, I think I enjoyed Thor Dark World more than this. Oh, I did. At least there was a th- decent story that, you know, Thor Dark World's not that bad. I don't know why it got a super bad rap. It's not horrible. I agree. I mean, this is. I had complaints with Age of Ultron because it was. Whereas the Avengers was a culmination of everything. Right. Age of Ultron, and I still say this and I still believe this, was more of like. Paint by numbers, we need to get from point A to point B so we can eventually get to the Infinity War. Or Civil War first. Right. Civil War, well, no, Civil War was came out after Age of Ultron because that was- I know. It had to get to Civil War. That's what I'm saying. Age of Ultron had to get them to Civil War. Right. Civil War is fantastic because it's basically Avengers 2.5. 
So yeah, but it was because of ultra. I mean, listen, there's a lot of maybe some things wrong with 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 Ultron, but goddamn, James Spader just is great. He is, but this this is like an inferior Ultron. It's literally about trying to get us from point A to point B. I have no idea where this is taking. I, nobody has any idea what the fuck Marvel's going to right now, and this didn't help. Here's okay. So here's here's where I think they're going with it. The ending we got is not the original ending. It can't be. There were talks that they were even talking. There was a possible ending where uh, Captain Marvel was killed off. She's the one that sealed the rupture. Here's what I think happened. Because this was in post for the longest time. Marvel held their cl- their cards close to their chest about the whole Jonathan Majors thing, and I think. They went in and retooled this so that way the fifth Avengers movie is not going to be uh, Kang the Conqueror. No. Or the Kang Dynasty. I think they quickly shoehorned this in, added that ending where you see the Beast and she's in another reality and it's it's the X-Men reality. Right. I think they put that in there because what they're ultimately going to get to with Secret Wars is that all these different you know, realities are going to have incursions. And you're going to we'll see because we got to see what Deadpool is going to do first. That's the thing that plays into it because we know Wolverine's going to be in Deadpool, and I think we're going to see multiple versions of Wolverine. Even in the trailer, we saw Deadpool. Well, are we up. Jackman? Huh? Yeah, are we Jackman, or will they end with a different person playing Wolverine? Who knows? Who knows? But what I think. Remember, Feige was uh, an associate producer on that original X-Men movie. Oh, I know. So I think the X-Men didn't really get their send-off. They should have because they got bought out, right? Fox got bought. Well, the last one for that group was the... uh, Days of Future Pass. I I guess. I was thinking of the the first trilogy. Days of Future Pass was kind of like blending the two... The new cast, yeah, but it, the, the young cast, and the old cast. But the the one where they're, you know, it takes the, where it's off the San Francisco Bridge, and they were doing. They yeah, were, but it, it was terrible. I know that, but that was the last one, right? Yeah, but with Days of Future Past, they undid that to make it so the cast, the original cast, was whole and good again. Yeah, I don't know how they undid it, but yes, they undid it because they changed it, fucking jumping through time, blah blah blah. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I think. They just use this film as an opportunity to go, okay, you know what? We got to change gears. Um, instead of uh, Kang Dynasty, we're going to make the bad guys, or maybe not even the bad guys, but the adversary is going to be Avengers versus X-Men. That's going to be the fifth film. Right. So, and they did it at, well, part of it as, at, because of this movie, they, they kind of just let this one out to dry. And unfortunately, it was just too much, too much trying to be done in too, too short a time. I don't know if this could have been saved with an extra 30 to 45 minutes. I don't know. I would hate to think that this is the last time we see um, Brie as Captain Marvel. I like her as Captain Marvel, not in this film. I mean, I still like Captain Marvel in this film, but this film is it's not good. Right. It's not. It's not. So, you know what, though? I will bet this. I will bet this. It's better than Madam Web. 
Oh my god. Well, I didn't even put that in the news, but Judas is that movie getting savaged in the reviews. <laughs> Just savaged. Yeah. Well, you can savage it enough from the fucking preview. Like, who the hell's seeing this thing? Someone posted a graphic. Whoever the writing team is that did Madam Web also did Morbius and did a few couple other films, and it basically uh. shows their Rotten Tomato rankings and how awful they are. I mean, why? Why would you get that same writing team that gave you gave us Morbius? Why would you let them ever write another film anywhere, let alone another film in your Spider-Man universe? Yeah, the uh, it's at fourteen percent Rotten Tomatoes from, um, you know, I guess from the the, the true writers, and then it's like fifty percent or fifty-seven percent. Um, one of them. Let me read one. Reviewed February 15th, 2024, Adam Olinger. Madam Webb is now the worst movie Dakota Johnson has started. That might not <laughs> seem like much of a statement until you remember she was in three Fifty Shades movies. <laughs> so awful. It is so I just, bad. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know if that's a film I'll ever watch just out of morbid curiosity. Um. How about this one? This is this is like almost as funny as I don't know if you've ever seen um, Spinal Tap. Yes. Okay. In Spinal Tap, they're reading the reviews and they're like, "This is uh, just a two-word review on uh, Shark Sandwich. It's called a uh, Shit Sandwich." It was all the <laughs> review. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. So this is a this is one from Kevin Marr from the Times, UK Times, a top critic. In its sheer mind-boggling awfulness, it represents the death of superhero genre, the burning of the superhero genre to the ground, and then returning in the middle of the night to piss on the superhero genre's ashes. It's not a good review. <laughs> so, all I have to say, Marvel's is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, again, I'll, this is the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on. But... There was so much potential after, after Captain Marvel. I really enjoyed uh, Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. And both of us, I think, thought that Miss Marvel was ultimately a fun series. It was fine. It was good. That She was great in it. And it was good for what it was. She, yeah. For what it was, it was good. I wouldn't call the whole series great, but... I feel like they used. I feel like they used her family almost inappropriately in Marvels, as in just comic relief and jokes. Yes, yes, There's I no agree. No culture with you. there. There's no cult. Like at least in the show, the Marvels, they care. Like this is what our family does. This is why we're different. Blah 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 blah. But in here, they were like used as like Apu in Simpsons, more of a not just a quite joke. That bad, but you're not too far off because you're right. And now I get that in the show they had way more time. But in the show, um, yes, you saw that they were very conservative. They didn't want her doing certain things. But also, like, her parents were very, very loving. Yes. And you kind of see that the idea of why they the family. It was about family. The thing, the thing from her grandmother. Like, it was about family. I mean, this when her was, dad showed up dressed like the Hulk to go bring her to the convention that she had already snuck off to. Yeah. It was very sweet. So. Right. Obviously, they didn't get into that level of detail here in this movie. And if you didn't watch the Marvels, I don't even, or uh, Miss Marvel, then you don't know what the fuck is happening here. Yeah. 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 You had to, or even WandaVision to realize who was this Monica Rample? Other than she was right. the little girl, but why does she have powers now? Yeah. There was, 
if you didn't, if you, you know, if you didn't watch the TV show, which is fine. I mean, but you know, I think these things have to be a little bit self-contained as well. At the end of the day, it pisses me off because Captain Marvel was so good. Uh, Monica Rambeau was a fantastic character. Miss Marvel is a fantastic character. And now it, it, it's, it upsets me because there was potential for them to do a really good thing together, but maybe they should have done another Captain Marvel solo movie first before they got to this. It just, there was so much potential with all three characters and I'm afraid we're not going to see that now. Yeah, probably oh, not. And also I forgot to mention the shoehorning of the young Avengers with Kate Bishop showing up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. This, that's was, right. this was all just, we need to fit these things into this movie, but let's not worry about the story. That's why I'm pissed. Yeah, it's not good. So is it the death of superhero shows, Those, these last two, Madam Web and Marvels, or will the next piece of our topic revive the superhero genre? And that is the Fantastic Four. Well, I think Deadpool will definitely revive things first. I don't know if it'll revive it. Um... Because of the rated R, I think it's gonna be different. Kids aren't gonna be here. Like I, you know, I, I there's a lot of tongue and cheek in Deadpool. That's it almost makes fun of the superhero genre in and of itself. Well, okay, let's talk this cast. This cast is fantastic. I have no notes on this cast. Do you have any objections to any of these four? Pedro, Vanessa, no, Joseph. Not at all. Vanessa's I mean, amazing. If you've seen her in other things, she's really, really good. She she's like very strong. We just watched Napoleon. She's great in that as Josephine. I um, haven't seen that, but I, I watched her in The Crown. Crown. She's great. She's great. But then also, she was in um, that the fan, uh, the Fast and Furious spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. And then she was in uh, which shows she can do action really well too. Oh yeah, she was in. I just watched her in um, the, the latest Mission Impossible. Right. So. No, and she's she's cool. also done a podcast with Helly Altwell about um, uh, spies that I listened to a few episodes. So oh, nice. she she's she's action. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. Everything Sue Storm should be. I'm there. Okay. Yeah. Joseph Quinn. Uh, obviously, I didn't see all of uh, Stranger Things, but what I saw, I didn't realize he was a. Uh, a British dude, and I thought he really was. To just welcome to America, like no Americans can act. It's like all our superheroes are British. They're like you know Henry right? Cavill and all that stuff. So, you know what? He's already proven to me that he's a fantastic actor because oh, be there's this British guy that comes in and plays an '80s metalhead D and D guy. Oh, he's fantastic! So, I believe he could be anyone. So, yeah, you want to try Johnny Storm? I believe he can do it. And then, obviously, Eben Moss, uh, Backrack, fantastic in The Bear's Cousin, but as you already noted, he's an Andor, plays obviously a very different character, plays, you know, uh, someone basically, uh, desperate. some people might call a terrorist, right? Well, he's a desperate, yeah. He is desperate. He's a freedom fighter, however you want to yeah. put it. He's great in that. So This guy can play anger really well. So there's going to be an interesting... Well. He can also play someone that's doing the best they have with what they got. And that's the right. thing. Like, but the, the thing ha- has a great heart, right? Right. That's what makes him, even though he has become this little monstrosity, 
he's still a lovable character because of who he is inside. Think of it. Yes. I was just going to say, from the bear, he comes off as a prick for a while as cousin. But you see a little bit more, you know, he's gone through a divorce. He's just trying to raise a kid. He's trying to do right by his kid. And he's never been given the chance to excel. He shows everything that you need to see to have a thing. I'm sorry. When he had nothing to, he had nothing to grasp. Right. Like to, to hold on to something and an identity, right? He didn't know who he even was anymore. Right. Um, the thing here, though, the amount of pressure on the Fantastic Four movie is harder than a diamond. It's, you know, we've had how many bad movies? One extremely horrible one from... What, Harvey, some Harvey Corman, whatever the hell that thing was. I don't know what it was, but which was never actually officially released. But yes, but like there's there's a lot of bad shit out there. Um, the other ones were okay, you know, with the Silver Surfer and all those that that when when yeah, Captain America, right. you know, when Chris Evans was Human Torch, they they were okay, but nobody was endeared to that. Like, and you know, necessarily even wanted more. Now, I believe that the graphic that they put out there is a telltale sign how they're going to do this. It's a little bit Captain America here. We know, well, I shouldn't say we know for a fact, but they've hinted that this show is going to be set in the sixties. Because if you look at the graphic that they have, he, you know, the thing is reading a a life magazine with Lyndon Johnson on it. Yep. The start, the outfit that Eben's wearing as an astronaut is straight from the sixties. Yep. The chair, the decor, the teal, the 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 outfit, the feeling, the whimsical little star things. Like this is a very sixties looking thing. So about the time when we went to the moon, maybe. Right? So 68, 69, when they were gearing up for all that stuff. My guess is it it'll either it depends how far they go. It'll either end it'll be three quarters of the way through the movie. They take off into space and they go through something and they're lost, almost Planet of the Apes style. Well, and then come back to Earth now with some problems with these. But the thing that throws me off is that they're in their outfits in the 60s reading it, which means they've already turned to the Fantastic Four. Right. Well, you might be reading into a little bit there, but I don't I don't disagree with you on any. It definitely has a late 60s vibe to it, which fits with the original debut of the comic. The first family. Yeah, Marvel's first family. So I agree with you. Um, I think what they're going to do is, yes, the background's going to be on you know the space race, but he's Reed Richards. He's smarter than everyone. Somehow it's going to tie into either reality hopping or the negative zone because the fantastic four have gone to the negative zone many, many times. It's or the quantum realm. It's well, that's the thing in the, for the fantastic four, it's the negative zone, which is a different dimension. Annihilus lives there. Blah, 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 blah. Do you think we'll get a, a version of Hank Pym? Well, that's the thing. I would not be surprised if I see Michael Douglas de-aged showing up in this and, I mean, his own wife was lost for what twenty years in the in the quantum realm. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is where the Fantastic Four go. Like I said, for them, it's always been the negative zone. But the comics and movies do not always align. So 
if we already know we have a place where they could be and be trapped and have seen some other character be trapped, why not make it the quantum zone? It's going to be something. It, well, it has to be because it'll ex- then if it takes place in the sixties and they're gone, it'll explain why they're not there for the whole Thanos ride. Yes. Right. And what I what else that Marvel has writing on it is this, and I've said it in prior podcasts. This is the key to unlocking the Marvels' second half or return to glory. Yeah, you've got an actor with the right gravitas with Pedro. You've got. Yes other actors in here that are great like this this needs to be iron man it needs to be at least iron man yeah it needs to be so how much more pressure can they put on this film it's a lot that is a lot of pressure but you know how much pressure do you put on someone to revive the star wars uh or to launch the very first star wars show peter pascal right how much he's an actor, but he, he's not the writer of this. I'm, I'm not saying that the pressure's on the actors. I'm saying that, like... There's some pressure on the actors. I mean, some, but, but not really. They're going to do with what they're given. They're, I mean, they're all good actors. There's no. I mean, there's, they're going to do the best job. I, I believe that whatever you give them, they'll, it'll be great for them. They'll be fine. Will the story happen? Can, can we endear people to the Fantastic Four? Can, will, will audiences gravitate towards them, grab them and bring them in like they have not done in, in the past. Well, if Feige phoned it in for the Marvels, he better be on set every goddamn day of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's the key to unlocking the rest of Marvel. I agree. So, but I'm excited. You know, I admit I have never been excited for any of the Fantastic Four films. They came out I've never been a huge Fantastic Four fan, but this cast, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. And I think they've, I really think they have altered the story that they first thought they were going to do with Mark Webb. Remember when he was first announced, uh, you know, director of the Spider-Man films. Yeah. The the recent ones. He was originally announced as the director and they debuted that, you know, very high tech four logo. And it's kind of evolved now. It's much more of a kind of a 60s feel now. It's it's still got a lot of the same themes and whatnot in that logo, but they've it's like they've retroized it, right? So I don't know if this is the story they originally planned, but, you know, when it comes down to it, like you said, it has to be good. It has to be Iron Man good. This is the fourth Fantastic Four film. If this one dies... It's going to get hard to get people in the chairs for the fifth Avengers film, whatever that is. But if right. this one dies, it's going to be impossible for at least 10 years. And I believe in a fantastic form. They, they've got to bring Dr. Doom in. Well, in the, in the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, there are people that think that's Dr. Doom standing on top of a hill. That he makes a cameo. In the, which one? In the Deadpool trailer. Oh, really? A, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I thought it was uh, from um, oh the one that that can copy the way you fight. Taskmaster. Yeah, it might be. That's that's what I thought. There, I didn't even think about Doctor Doom right there. Um, yeah. but I so, think because Doom could ultimately be then instead of King. Well, 
I, I think Doom, I think we'll see him in this film. I don't know how we don't. Um, but he's also very good at sneaking behind the scenes and pulling strings. I think what we'll see first is X-Men versus Avengers. And he will help orchestrate that. Because he'll be like, oh, my world needs to survive. So I need to make these last two fight and make sure mine's on top. And then that's where we go to Secret Wars. Maybe. Orchestrated by Doom. My thoughts, you know, we'll find out if I'm right in only two to three years. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's exciting that they're finally bringing this to the screen. I think it's uh, a daunting task. And I think that you're right that, you know, um, that Feige needs to be extremely involved. And I think, you know, it has to be good. And there's talk of, there was talk of uh, uh, Adam Driver being Reed Richards at one point, but maybe he's Dr. Doom. Oh my God. He'd make a great Doom. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't want to put on a mask again. And That's fair. It is very Kylo Renish. Yeah, it is Renish. So, all right. Well, what, I think that's about it. We've covered it. Mike, how can people tell us what they think will happen with Fantastic Four, uh, how much they love Madam Web? Um, <laughs> how excited they are to see Discovery Season 5? Yeah, exactly. If any of those things are true for you, you can find us on Twitter, Threads, and Instagram at KyberCast. If uh, Facebook is more your jam, we have both a group and a page at the KyberCast. And one last plug, if you're interested in some of my thoughts, unfettered by Joe and his tyrannical grip, <laughs> you can visit me at OurGeekThisWeek.com. Just don't worry, I'll edit all that out. Um, <laughs> just like Dr. Doom. Exactly. Control. Uh, if you would like to help out the show, check out Patreon.com slash KyberCast. But as always, the best way to help out the show is to smash that subscribe button so that you get the latest episode delivered right to your podcatcher when it comes out. Uh, Tell a friend about the show. Leave a review. Even if it's bad, leave a review. At least it gets people talking about it. Um, You can be honest. That's fine. Um, Or drive them right to our website at kybercast.com. All of our shows are streaming there as well. You don't even need a podcatcher. You can just throw it on a browser and listen to the latest one. Um... You know, one thing I forgot, Michael, we'll talk about it next time. Make sure you watch the Godzilla Times Kong trailer that came out today or the other day. That looks fun. Or don't. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. So I'll edit that out, too. (laughs) This is why I had to get my own website, Joe. That's right. All right. So thank you all for listening. And uh, until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. Piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.